0: This week on Death Metal Detectives, we are covering the 2016 Dallas Police Murders. To bring in an expert on murdering police, we've got Devin from Sanguis Sugabog on the line. Welcome to Death Metal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's better than us. <laughs> <laughs> July seventh, two thousand and sixteen, Micah Xavier Johnson ambushed and fired upon a group of cops in Dallas, killing five cops and injuring nine others. Johnson was, right. an, yeah, he was an army veteran. He was mad about the police slangs of black men, and repeatedly stated after his arrest that he wanted to kill white people. Specifically white cops. Oh, Me yeah. too. <laughs> this, this was the deadliest shooting for United States law enforcement since 9-11. Damn. Which is, I don't think any police got shot during 9-11. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Not at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God for notes. <laughs> yeah. How fucking hilarious would it have been if they tried would have gone into the towers to save people and got fired at? Yeah, yeah. Hey, fucking uh, Pete Davidson's dad was just in there like. <laughs> dude,
1: that'd be sick though. Getting ambushed, running into a burning building. They deserve it, dude. Don't try to save me. They absolutely.
0: That's a very New York reaction. Yeah. The diplomats are just in the World Trade Centers opening fire on the police. Yeah. <laughs> Devin,
1: what's going on, man? Not a lot, man. Just been fucking uh, busy. Uh, dropped that video like a week ago, and then um, we dropped a new Skag, uh song, too. It's like that DB thing I'm doing with Cody. Yeah, that's good. it's good. Yeah,
0: that's that rips, dude. I listened to both of the things that you put out.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, we got like an EP coming out with that. Um, I was in San Antonio last week for a couple days, just pretty tight. Did some hiking, went to some, like, botanical gardens and shit like that. Really hiking in
0: San Antonio? Oh, so you ate so. mushrooms and made a mountain.
1: <laughs> yep, just getting everything geared up for so when we dropped the album in March and, uh, still twiddling our dicks and our hands, fucking hoping that we get to tour this year. That's uh, your
0: first full length, right?
1: Yep. Yep, we're already working on fucking, uh, the second one, too. Like, when we, uh, when people get the vinyls and shit, there's going to be two songs on the B side. That's not on the album. So, whoa. And that's oh, yeah. going to be on the the second album too. And it's pretty fucking wild, man. Is
0: that the pre-sale that just came out or another one? Um, every
1: vinyl that you oh, get, will nice. have that. Sweet.
0: Yeah. And you guys just signed to century media. So that's coming out on a
1: very big yeah. Metal label. Yeah, dude, they're cool. They're cool as shit. They don't, I don't know if they knew like to like the full extent of like what they were getting into signing us. Uh, <laughs> we did like a conference call um a month ago and I'm just there fucking with them like the entire time and they're gassing us up and they're like, Is there anything you guys want to say? And I was like, Yeah, how much money do you guys make a year? And they're like, That's kind of private, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just, like, trying to That's to. <laughs> we were like, All right guys, it was good talking to you. I was just like, I love you. <laughs> like,
0: That's a very Jay answer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a cool label, man. It's a cool <laughs> roster. We actually just uh, we broke a record on their label too, like fastest to sell out from their store yeah. and everything.
0: Yeah, your guys' shit is always hyped, so I bet they didn't expect the,
1: uh, the uh, blow up coming in. So we beat we beat Body Count, Queensryche. And fucking uh,
0: (laughs) Buck Cherry. Damn. A Buck Cherry, dude. They're on Century Media. That's my favorite band, dude. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You're a crazy bitch. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. We got to fucking next time we get together, we got to crank that, dude. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. I plan on uh, going back out that way again. So when I'm in Arkansas and shit, we all need to hang. Fuck yeah. Do some deadlifts.
0: And listen to Buck Cherry mostly.
1: Once Buddy gets cleared. Yeah, Buddy's grounded, dude. Are you keeping it a secret? Oh, I don't give a shit, man. Yeah, Buddy got a DWR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love to tell on Buddy, dude. <laughs> I fucking, uh, my wife's phone started ringing at like 7 o'clock on Sunday, and it was Buddy's wife. And so she answered it, and was like, she was like, are you okay? And I had no idea who she was talking to, so she put it on speaker. And she was like, "Yeah, I'm fine, but Buddy's in jail." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I'm just gonna leave him until Monday, unless you want to go get him." I Was yeah. like, "Yeah."
1: <laughs> that sounds very
0: harsh, but sure, I'll pick him up. Yeah, Buddy's last up. time
1: I saw you guys, we were trying to chase uh, sardine juice out of our mouths. So.
0: Yeah, Oof. we did that again. It's yeah, d- that's the dumbest idea we've
1: had probably ever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I hate that. dude. Cameron's, a... Cameron's been binging like uh, to catch a predator and uh, <laughs> and a bunch of Gordon Ramsay shows. So he was thinking about um, doing this show where Gordon Ramsay captures pedophiles and the pedophiles have to judge their last meal before they get the chair. <laughs> that's badass,
0: dude. <laughs> you know, uh, you a great angle on that is that you know how. And to catch a predator, he always offers them like lemonade and cookies. Yeah, dude, Gordon Ramsay just makes the lemonade and cookies.
1: Hell yeah, just puts like dog shit and stuff in it. <laughs> it's always fucking, it's only ever eats re- a burrito that's actually a pipe bomb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's only ever retard[s] that take the cookies. If you're if you're a true fan of The catch a Predator, you'll know when somebody's legitimately retarded when they take the cookie. Yeah. That's what always happens. The most right. autistic person's like, they, he's always like, have a seat. And they're like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> would you like some, some limited cookies? And they're like, Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah." Well, yeah dude, like, score. so it's you're right.
0: here, you're here to have sex with this 14 year old girl. And they're like,
1: right. yeah, orange. You're trying to have dessert twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, the, the Ohio episodes, the craziest one, man. That's it's that dude that goes, uh, they're reading the transcript, and he's like, you asked her if she likes anal. And he's like, it's a question. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't ask no fucking question around here. It's a question. Dude, it's always Indian dudes, too. It's Indian dudes, autists, and I don't want to say the last party, but we all know. All right. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but yeah, Indian, Indian dudes love to find a 14-year-old's. And they're mm. always like, fucking, what, well, do you mean I'm in trouble? It's no problem? And they leave and then fucking Johnny yeah. Law. Yeah. And you know cops love to arrest Indian dudes. <laughs> but speaking of cops, let's talk about some getting fucking dusted. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Micah Johnson was born in McGee, Mississippi and raised in Mesquite, Texas, home of barbecue. He once described his childhood as stressful during a VA visit in 2014, but there's not a lot of details uh, because they redacted the report. Because That's what the military does. They can't let you know why someone that they trained turned into a psychopath. Johnson joined the Junior Officers Reserve Training Corps when he turned 17 in high school. He graduated with a 1.8 grade point average. Still higher than Buddy. <laughs> Immediately after high school, he enlisted in the U.S. Army Reserve and served from March 2009 until April 2015 as a specialist. He completed basic training and became great at blasting M-16s and M-4s, but he wasn't a great shot. Damn. He was sent to Afghanistan at the rank of private first class in 2013 and got deployed for a whole year with a 420th brother. (laughs) which is an engineer brigade. Right on. Fellow soldiers said Johnson was openly religious and often socialized with white soldiers. A squad leader who trained Johnson in tactical maneuvers and protection described him as a klutzy, goofy, but nice guy who was very unmotivated. That's me, man. Klutzy and unmotivated. Okay. Except for beer, man. It motivates it. What's the klutzy thing about? Yeah, just fucking. You fall over when you're drunk? Yeah. (laughs) You know you have a problem, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got pulled over, dude. (laughs) Yeah, you got a DUI. That means you have to to go to an intervention, dude.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) No, I'm good. Did you have to do the crab walk, too?
0: No. They they just did did the breathalyzer, the heel toe walk, and then, like, the fall of my finger shit. And then uh he, he failed three out of three no I failed two out of three
1: <laughs> okay sorry. They do the they have you do the alphabet
0: no I would
1: I would have been able to smoke that shit the alphabet
0: for sure yeah. are you sure you even know the alphabet? yeah I'm not doing it right now
2: <laughs>
0: I'm sober I can't do it when I'm sober. <laughs> Yeah, so he was apparently openly religious. He socialized with, like I said, white soldiers. Uh, He was discharged in 2016. Why do you think this guy got discharged from the military? Again, he's like a very militant black guy. I don't know. What do you think, Devin? You got to guess?
1: When did he enlist? 17?
0: Uh, Yeah, he was 17 years old. He got kicked out in 2017, so he would have been... Or 2016, so he would have been 17, 18,
1: 19, 20. Most people that go in right in high school pick up a drinking problem. It could be uh, something to do with that. Yeah. You
0: ever seen Animal House? Yeah. He got kicked out of fucking the military for doing a panty raid. That is cool, man. This guy rocks. (laughs) (laughs) He got caught stealing four different pairs of female soldier panties. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Is he a smeller? I guess how do you, I don't know how you get caught smelling him, dude? He's, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's just fucking uh like doing PT in the morning like <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Like what well, you got over there, I don't know, just four different pairs of panties. <laughs> just uh, a I, nice
1: whiff before you bust out push-ups.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite do 20. Or he puts them on the ground to motivate him to get back up. <laughs> So, Oh, I actually, I, okay, so soldiers who were cleaning his quarters and uh, packing his stuff up when he got kicked out found a bunch of grenades, a grenade launcher, and prescription drugs. Oh, yeah. I want a grenade launcher that shoots panties. Yeah, that would rule. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very monster truck type of thing. Dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. If it wasn't for
0: PC culture, they would be shooting a panty gun at monster truck events, dude. Yeah. Use like panty. a T-shirt cannon. Yeah, <laughs> a panty me, cannon, dude. me. me. <laughs> Dude, I want period panties, though. Gravedigger would win every time if they shot panties. Fuck yeah. Didn't Gravedigger win every time? I think so. He should, I mean. But also panties. Yeah. yeah the Gravedigger was like, uh, so I took my kids to Monster Jam, unfortunately, because I am for sure white trash. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they didn't have a t-shirt cannon, but uh, at the t- it was like right when Trump got elected. And the, mon- the Gravedigger driver at the time was like a Hispanic guy. And he was like... I just want to tell everybody there that I do support President Trump. Uh, He's a great guy. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm from Mexico. I think he's so good (laughs) for the country. And, uh, dude, they were on their fucking feet. Standing ovation for this guy. Oh, shit. It was crazy.
1: I got him laid. I thought
0: they were going to be it. Yeah, he saw a fucking... Loose, Lone Oak, Arkansas titty for sure. Oh, God. There's only one way to come in Little Rock. Yeah. You got to get them all riled up for MAGA, dude. Yeah. Oh, God. It did rock the fucking house. But, yeah, so Chief Brown said Johnson was upset about recent shootings and stated that he wanted to kill white people, which is hilarious. He's obviously a little bit off, you know what I mean? Sniffing panties. Yeah. Probably pissed off about getting kicked out of the military. Probably blamed that on white people. I don't feel like that's a bad thing, man. Smelling drawers? No. No, not at all. That's fine. Especially if you're in the
1: military. He's a former bootlicker.
0: Yeah, he's a coot sniffer, bootlicker. Yeah. Were you in the military?
1: No, no. Funny enough, though, I was in a uh, a criminal justice like law enforcement program uh, for two years. And um, the whole reason why I did it was so I can get my VIP protection cert. Cause after school I went to work for Brett Michaels for a minute.
0: Well, like security security for Brett Michaels.
1: Yeah. dude. Was it
0: during like the rock of love phase, man? This fucking rocks, dude.
1: (laughs) No, it was, it was was after that dude, but uh, he was cool as hell. And he would come, to where All my grandma lives, uh, the that, that town that she lives in, in Obetz, And he was banging two chicks that lived together over there, too. So anytime he was over, anytime he'd fly out, he'd text me and be like, Hey, man, I'm in town. And we'd go with two of his girlfriends and get dinner and shit. So Your grandma? Well, yeah. I brought my grandma like a few times, but yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so cool. Hey, I remember <laughs> your
1: grandma didn't get
0: Brett Michael's pussy.
1: I would. I. I hope she. I. I would. I wouldn't be mad if she did. Honestly. I would assume she, she would. Was. Huh? I would assume she would. Oh, she totally would. My grandma. Yeah. My grandma's sick, dude. She's bisexual. She has an eyebrow piercing. She's uh. Damn. Whoa. She's cool, dude. She's, she's only just... like. She's only sixty-one, right All now. Right. How was like in my thirties when I was 61
0: born. is pretty sick, dude.
1: Hey, you should. We should hook her with my mom.
0: Was <laughs> good, <laughs> let's let's dude. Let's yeah, film it. That'd be so, oh, I mean, Hell yeah, dude. It would be crazy. But, yeah, that's the fucking reboot of Renegade. <laughs> <I'm>, I feel <laughs> like my mom probably comes like jet Puff marshmallow cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: my grandma. So, grandma's is your grandma, uh, she's by? dude. It might look like a broken fire hydrant in the hood or something. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Your grandma's by for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That rocks, man. She can't. She came out when I was in college and just came out like all nonchalant. And yeah. I was like, I was, st- oh, dude, I was cooked. I was so stunned. <laughs> and I was there like making food because every time I'm there, I head straight to the kitchen. She's always got something. And, uh, I'm making food and she's talking about this girlfriend of hers. And I was just like, I was like, that's cool. And I was like, wait, what? You know, so. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm by. And my dad was there too. And he was like, you didn't know that. And I was like, no, this is the first time I'm hearing this shit. This is sick. Like, grandma smash an your situation. My grandma likes what I like. That's
0: tight. Damn, dude. I wish I had a family. <laughs> yeah so back to this uh friend and former co-worker of johnson's described him as always being distrustful of the police but who the fuck is not
1: yeah man Right. right
0: johnson who had been affected by police murdering black people began displaying signs of severe anger management problems and would repeatedly watch videos of the 1991 beating of Rodney King by cops, which is, I'm me too. Yeah. It is hilarious. <laughs> he loses, I love to watch a fight. Yeah. <laughs> How do you lose a fight when you're on PCP? That's my question. That's, I don't know, dude. That's If I was his lawyer, I would have been like, there's no way this man was on PCP. You can't lose a fight on PCP, dude, it's impossible. An investigation into his online activities uncovered his interest in Black Nationalist Group. He followed Black Nationalist organizations such as the New Black Panther Party, Nation of Islam, and Black Riders Liberation Army. Those are three groups listed by the Southern Poverty Law Center as extremist hate groups. But to be fair, the Southern Poverty Law Group probably lists us as a hate group. I don't know. They don't have. I mean, it's just whatever comes up on their fucking radar. They okay. (laughs) I don't feel like that's true though. We're not anywhere. You're southern. No, not us. Of course, that's the joke. You dumb fuck. Oh,
1: okay.
0: (laughs) God, you're dumb. When you're not drinking, you're dumber somehow. I know. That's the problem. Why didn't you tell the cop that pulled you over that? Oh, dude, I told him everything. Oh, man. Uh, On further investigation, that led cops to the head of the new Black Panther Party named quan L X, X, who we've talked about before. He said Johnson had been a member of the party for about six months, several years before, but they kicked him out because he promoted dangerous rhetoric, such as asking the group why they had not purchased more weapons and ammunition and expressed his desire to harm black church preachers Because they were more interested in money than they were God. That's always true though. Probably specifically Bishop Bullwinkle. I don't know who the fuck that is. You don't do you know who that is, Devin? No. You guys don't remember the smash hit? Hell no. To the no no. Yeah, that's Bishop Bullwinkle, dude. Hell yeah. Okay. Did you ever hear his follow up song Some Preachers Ain't Shit? (laughs) He rules, man. Yeah, he gets pussy. He talks oh, about it sure. openly. Yeah. I love that. So, Johnson worked as an in-home caregiver for the mentally disabled. He worked specifically with his mentally disabled adult brother, which that would drive anybody to the brink, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants a retarded brother. Yeah. I do. No you don't. I am the retarded brother. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sam uh, whoa! Well, where are you munching right now, dude? Slop tart? Oh, you're doing, yeah, you're doing oh, a yeah. uh, you're doing a pop tart mukbang right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So he had had no criminal record. However, the Mesquite Police Department documented an encounter with him in 2011 when he strolled into the police station, livid about. Police shootings in America, and they couldn't stop him from bouncing side to side. Oh, shit. But you do that. When well, I'm drunk, you do it anyway. What do you mean, bounce side you're to halfway. side? You're half what you're like. Oh, yeah. You got a tick. I just feel the Holy Spirit, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, <it> right now. <laughs> yeah. You can't stop yourself. Even when it comes to your attention, you still just. Yeah. I really need to get back on Adderall, dude. I don't think so. I think it helps me. But you do this more. Oh, no. I'm going to talk about that. What does it help you with? Feel good. Okay. (laughs) That's always good. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so when he was at the police station, he got picked up by a friend who took him to the VA, where, of course, he was diagnosed with PTSD, and then he sought treatment for anxiety, depressions, and hallucinations... Because he was constantly hearing mortar fire and people screaming. Yeah. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Mortar fire? Yeah. Just
1: pow. <laughs> yeah, it would be terrible
0: if You be fucked that. Remember when you spazzed out when you worked at remember when you worked at Olive Garden for three days? Uh, I was Twenty-four hours, dude. Okay, remember when you worked at Olive Garden for one day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they were they were throwing plates in the dish pit, and you said that. Oh snap, man! You said your PTSD was acting up, and you had to quit. But it's true. <laughs> That's why I drink a lot. Yeah, but you weren't in a war. Yep. <laughs> you were in the fucking Battle of Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, that'd be so t-
0: Yeah, dude. Too many fucking breadsticks and salad bowls are coming back. Cut them off. How do you get PTSD, <laughs> man? I worked at Olive Garden. That would be the best answer. Fucking... Olive Garden, dude. <laughs> the food's bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It happens, man. Chief Brown said that while Johnson had been planning the shooting before the deaths of Alton Sterling and Philandro Castile... Which we'll all remember from the times that police just killed innocent black people on Facebook Live. Yep. Both incidents served as the trigger to commit the shooting and saw the protest as an opportunity to kill some cops. I I totally remember this. Um, It's when... So it was like right after Philando Castile got shot, which he was a dude in the car where his wife was filming, and he told police that he had a gun on him, but he was like a concealed carry guy.
1: Yeah, he still ended up getting shot. Yeah, they just about.
0: fucking blasted him for no reason. But then there was like a protest in Dallas, and this guy went and lit it up. I definitely remember. Um, he offered to work security at an anti-Trump rally led by Dallas Civil Rights activist Reverend Peter Johnson, which is two names for penis.
1: Yeah, two dick names. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Two
0: you got two dick names? I got two dick names. No, you don't? Yeah, I do. First name is William, a second is Richard. If you shorten those up, it's Willie and Dick. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah also Buddy. You got yeah. three, dude. Yeah, Buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that Buddy was just like what normal people would make short for William for the longest time. Yeah. I thought people named William could also go just go by Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how dumb I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when it, when he showed up to work security, he was fully armed in tactical gear, so the reverend sent him home. Because obviously you don't want a guy out there fucking playing Judge Dredd. I would. That's cool, dude. Yeah. That's pretty tight. According to the cops and a neighbor, Johnson practiced military exercises constantly in his backyard, <laughs> yeah. which would be so sick to see, like, tuck and roll, yeah. crawling under barbed wire, doing the fucking under-eye face paint, I'm sure. you have to do any of that shit when you're trying to get your security stuff, or are you, like, practicing <laughs> in your backyard?
1: Yeah, I had a whole, like, BT shooter fucking range that I was practicing in. Uh, rules. Is that true? No. Oh, birth, <laughs> no, <done>. that, <laughs> no, like the only extent that I did was like fucking airsoft and like building searches and shit like that. We uh we built like a makeshift like unfinished house that we would go in and uh there was a couple times where we would train in school and they would bring the uh the SWAT team out and we would do like mock like school shootings and shit like that. It was pretty tight.
0: That is tight. You ever have to like snatch up brett michaels to keep him from doing something stupid or keeping him from getting hurt
1: oh no dude i was a party enforcer man it was sick (laughs) hell yeah that is awesome
0: when i used to do security all i had to do to train was watch roadhouse
1: yeah there was a there there was one night charlie sheen uh was there and um (laughs) uh, he came out in a limo and um, when me and like two other people had to escort him out, there was two chicks sucking his crank in the back oh, okay. of the limo.
0: They have AIDS now.
1: Uh, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: yeah, like God. one. Was <laughs> before <laughs> anyone knew about that. they getting yeah. AIDS is sick.
1: Was one sucking the top of his dick, and the other one was corn cobbing the side. <laughs> dude, they were both on each side of the shaft, like going up. Oh, they're it was cobbing. Pretty dude. wild. So he's got. Sick- I couldn't help but fucking go. You know. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he has a sick right. piece.
1: Yeah.
0: Charlie's got a sick one. Oh, yeah. I want to get corncobbed like that. You have to have a cool penis to give a lot of people AIDS, dude. That's the, that's the rule. <laughs> like, if you have a cool fucking crank, and you can, you can pass AIDS along legally. Because he's not in trouble. Yeah. He gave, like, 80 people AIDS. And they gave it to 80
1: people, at least. Do you think AIDS makes your yeah. dick bigger? Probably, dude. Yeah, don't you get slapped with like a murder charge or something like that if you yeah. really give someone AIDS without? Yep. Like, if you knew about it and shit like that, that's what uh-huh. that's what I read or something. Yeah,
0: and he fucking knew. Come on. It's like, hey, Charlie, what? how are you in such good shape at fifty? Like, I I diet. <laughs> yeah, dude, you fucking got a belly full of bug. <laughs> yeah, you know what bug chasing is. Uh-huh. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a video. I just come up every episode now. Right, there's a video. I'll send it to you. But it's like it's this guy. It's his birthday, and he goes uh-huh. down to this sex dungeon, and they're And he's like, "I'm a bug chaser," and they're like, "You know, we'll tell everybody what that is." He's like, basically, I'm ring out this place with 400 HIV positive gay men. And uh, I want to get AIDS. And so, dude, they fucking come in a mason jar and fill it up. They have an orgy. And and every time someone comes, it's literally 400 dudes. Every time someone comes, they come into this mason jar. So they have a mason jar, a giant mason jar full of 400 dudes come. And they have a hollowed out dildo that they shove in his ass and pour the cum into. So he doesn't know exactly who gave him AIDS. And it's all in this documentary. You can watch it right now. I'll fucking watch it. That's insane. <laughs> it's on E5. It rocks the house, dude. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah. Everyone involved has AIDS. Like, it's a whole lifestyle, dude. So, the the main gist is, like, if you're gay, but you don't have AIDS, you're kind of a fucking wimp. That's like, yeah, that's what they, they, they seriously, be, that's the movement. They want to be like part of a whole other culture of like yeah. being gay. They're like, look, these fucking posers don't have AIDS. They're not truly gay until they experience the full, the full fucking run of it. Dude, we should chase a bug, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're a fucking goth, but don't have a skinny puppy tattoo, you gotta go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, so I don't think that this dude was a goth or that he had AIDS, but perhaps it could have been, you know, could have been in his future cards. Uh, and when he was going to the protest, what basically the pastor knew and everyone else around him knew because he was a spaz is that he was going to start shooting at cops. That's what they are afraid of. So... He's in his backyard doing fucking drills, movements, concepts, techniques. (laughs) 2014, uh, he received training and instruction at a private self-defense school that teaches tactics such as shooting on the move. The tactic was designed to keep a gunman's location uncertain and create create an impression to the crowd of multiple shooters. He's um, gonna be fucking some people up. Who teaches that class? Man, I Steven like it, Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Investigators claim that he began amassing his arsenal around the same time, stockpiling guns, chemicals, electronic devices, and the PVC piping needed to build bombs. Bombs. Nice. Why do I talk like that? Bombs. Bombs. He's that's a type Mid-bombs. of bomb. <laughs> A Black Lives Matter protest was organized in Dallas by the Next Generation Action Network in response to the killings of Sterling and Castile by police in Louisiana and Minnesota days before. The protest in Dallas was one of several held across the U.S. On the night of July 7th, around 800 protesters were involved and around 100 cops were assigned to monitor the event. About 20 to 30 open carry guns rights activists joined the protest march somewhere in gas masks, bulletproof vests and military fatigues according to Dallas police chief David Brown, which is, you know, who basically stormed the Capitol. Wasn't that the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen before?
1: Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, That was wild. And then seeing the fucking dude from Iced Earth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's getting extradited to Washington, D.C.
0: Yeah.
1: You guys want to know something funny is uh, they're on on Century Media. So when uh, Century Media posted on Twitter about our music video, anytime they would reply to it, it would tag us too. So someone (laughs) asked if um, we would storm the Capitol or if we're trying to overthrow the government. And Cameron, Cameron runs our Twitter page and he's like, Yeah, bet. And like just sending all kinds of shit to them. But in a much cooler and way. Like, the VP of the label calls me like when I'm on the plane, like heading to San Antonio. He's like, Code red, dude, abort. Like, fucking delete that shit off of Twitter now, please. <laughs> like, so I called Cameron, I called Cameron and told him about it. He's like, why like, <laughs> that stinks dude
0: <laughs> oh, man, that rules yeah it was just so embarrassing to see people like literally breach the capitol building and then just take selfies
1: yeah that's all they did
0: what are you dorks up to <laughs> the grand plan like, I would
1: just I would just drop a fucking hot car like on uh, the oval office desk dude. yeah how are you not going to take a it? shit in there yeah.
0: jack off in there do yeah. something horrible, dude, instead of just fucking walking around.
1: Just a of fucking shit and jizz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: Garfield delight, dude.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the James Garfield. It's Boo Cocky, everybody in there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to sit here. This is the gallows, for real. We're going to cub on you. Oh, and then the dude tasing himself to death wasn't even real. Yeah. What a Dumb. heartbreak. That's I hate the news media, dude. I wanted that to happen. Yeah. They put it out there like a... Like, CNN and shit was posting it. Yeah. Come on, fellas. Damn. There's no reality left in the world, except for the fucking Ice Earth guy. Hey, you should tell us, media. So you should have some clout after you sold that record out. Uh-huh. You should tell them that they have to put in demons and wizards back in the fucking lineup <laughs> to get any more from you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, who cares about Ice Earth but bring demons and wizards back before we
2: fucking...
0: (laughs) How do you think that dork from Blind Guardian felt about all that, dude? He's probably hurt so bad. He's German. Oh, never mind. (laughs) He loved it, Then Never mind, never mind, never mind. Never mind, (laughs) mind. he was cool with it. Blind Guardian's German? Yeah. Uh, Of course, dude. Of course.
1: Uh...
0: (laughs) Everyone that loves J.R. Tolkien books is German.
1: German or, like... Australian, New Zealand, or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah it's because they all hate Jews, dude. Because that's the whole premise. Yeah. I guess so. Dude, I like the fucking dragon is the Jews, and that's what they all hate. Is that the. That's the, tr- that's the truth. Okay. That's why Varg's all fired up, dude. Everyone was like, <laughs> oh, all this music's about fucking. All this music's about Lord of the Rings. But yeah, dude, Lord of the Rings was like anti Jewish propaganda. You think Jews. Like, It's like Mein Kampf the Quest. Do you think that they think that like dragons basically, it's kind of like Origin of Species. We came from uh, something from the ocean and then became monkeys and then became people with all Jews or dragons before they were Jews? No. Have you ever heard the term dragon breath? Yeah. Well, all they (laughs) eat is bagels with (laughs) onions on them, so they get that. (laughs) God
1: damn
0: it. Isn't that like the morning
1: after sucking crank? hmm
0: yeah yeah you got a real bad case of dragon breath <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seems weird dude there's like a lag that i'm not used to you know what i'm saying
1: yeah for sure
0: <laughs> see it well we were talking to that flat earth guy it was crazy like we couldn't even i kept trying to bait him into saying that hitler was cool like that was my whole mission basically uh-huh. And I think because of the lag, like every time i try to be like, yeah, like all those things you were talking about, Hitler knew about them. And then it would lag for a second and he would keep trying to make this fucking coronavirus joke where he would call it the beer bug. Yeah. And it, which is the least funny thing ever of all time. So we just kept skipping over it. I think he didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I would not say that Hitler is cool, but we got to bring him back. I think we could do it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It,
1: it's crazy how a lot of those conspiracers are. Really anti Semite as yeah. fuck. That's the whole move. Look, yeah, it's like the premise of it. And they look, they look up, they idolize fucking Hitler. It's insane.
0: But they yeah. don't want to say it in public. They want to say it when you're like at a bar with them.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. They want to say it when you're behind a building yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. we should Especially do sh- if it's the Twin Towers. <laughs> we should do a shot ones with that guy. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm either. trying to dude,
0: that's my whole goal is to like get him drunk and make get him get more conspiracy theorists on and make <laughs> him make him fucking bring out their truth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Buddy couldn't handle it anymore and he was just like, so who's at the top? The Jews? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I kept trying to fucking drag him into it, but dude, I know what he thinks. Yeah. He thinks Hitler rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Hitler, a rocket deal, let's get back to this guy, blasting cops, which is a very Hitler thing to do. Even though he's protesting police, killing black people, Hitler would be on the side of this guy. You think so? Yeah, for sure, because he, what Hitler wanted to do was cause chaos. Yeah. Mm. He was Bane. They based Bane on Hitler. Even the gay voice. Ah, sure. <laughs> well, The Jews are ruining society, Batman. <laughs> you gave the Jews too much power. <laughs> oh, I forgot to give you that vasectomy shirt. Alright. I got one for you. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so here's how the whole setup went. You know, there's a hundred cops assigned, there's all these guys with guns out there. And the events that happened, they occurred in the streets and buildings around El Centro College, which forms a city block comprised of several buildings. The block is bordered by Main Street on the south, where the protest was taking place, and Lamar Street to the east, where Johnson started shooting police, and Elm, which everyone knows about the Elm Street District in Dallas, that's where all the venues and shit are, um, to the north, which is where... Johnson eventually entered to the college. So he basically used military tactics to, the protest is going this way, and police were stationed in the middle so that things got out of hand, the police could flank the protest. So he came up behind police and opened fire. Around 9 p.m., Johnson parked his SUV sideways on Lamar Street in front of the east entrance to the college and turned his hazard lights on. At that time, the street had been cleared out in anticipation of a protest. Taking cover at street level, he began shooting at groups of police who were gathered on Main Street. Johnson was believed to have spoken to three of the officers he shot before he started opening fire. Probably some military jargon like, Y'all serve before? Dude, what if? What if? Hear me out. He caught the cops doing stolen valor. That would be... Yeah, maybe be, uh, a military, military strike. Yeah, he was military. So maybe he went up right. to the police and were like, where'd you serve at? And they're yeah. like, Afghanistan. And he was like, okay, what's your MOS? And they couldn't remember. So he was like, okay, yeah. noted.
1: But, <laughs> where are you stationed? Uh, play fire, police uh, station wagon. He's they just, just like fuck you. That's it. He's yeah. like, look, my
0: my kid loves military people. Can you tell my son more about your experience?
1: You ever watch Soul and Valor videos? Oh, dude, I love them. I me too. I, they rock but, the fucking house. But at the, at the same time, dude, it's like they're just trying to cosplay just to get free Dunkin' Donuts or some shit. That's it. You know? Well, yeah, they're all they're always so autistic. The big deal about it.
0: They're always autistic. Like everyone, oh, you know how yeah. you know how sometimes you're so autistic you get the extra face on the sides. 90% of them have that extension on the face. So when I see those fucking glossy-eyed people in a military uniform, it's like, man, they clearly got this at Goodwill. You should leave them alone. But they can't help themselves, dude. It look like the Mongo from Goonies. <laughs> yeah. <kind of. laughs> but, yeah, you, you do feel kind of bad for the people doing Stolen Valor. It's never like <coughs> – it's never a regular-looking person. Like, I've never seen – A full-grown adult that has their shit together pretending to be the military in these videos. Yeah. But the ones, I do like the ones where they're like collecting donations in the middle of the street pretending to be a veteran. And some guy spazzes out and he's like, that's my fucking uniform. I died for this country. Yeah. You're like, well, (laughs) hold on. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) You're going a little far, dude. That's how uh, John Schaefer Meister's feels. John Schaefer, yeah, yeah, he served. Yeah, he probably mm-hmm. did a USO tour with Iced Earth or something like that. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Dude, Iced Earth, I'm. Th- there's some hard riffs in there. Yeah, I mean, but it stinks. There's no full albums that are good. They what, what's hilarious is you were trying to show me how much Iced Earth rocks literally two days before that happened. Yeah. I didn't. I, I did not buy into it. Yeah, let it be known. But he's
1: got a tattoo. He needs to cover up now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: His says bysterth. earth." Like a "By." <laughs> yeah, you're "By," and also on Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's opening fire on the fucking <laughs> uh, uh, stolen Valor police units. He. Put some distance from the officers when he got to his car. He had a Sega AK-47 and walked towards Main Street. Th- the three officers that he shot died right away because uh, he, he had, a very, of course, that very high-powered rifle. Three other cops were wounded shortly after, and they were shot through their vests. So he had, like, armor-piercing, Shit. ammunition. Yeah. He, he knew what he was walking into. And what sucked is that... Because the ammunition was so high-powered, it had even gone through the vest on both sides and hit protesters. Oh,
2: damn!
0: So a few <laughs> protesters got injured in the crossfire, and there was 11 police officers that opened fire back on where he was shooting from immediately. And officers were unaware where the gunshots were coming from, so they tried to block off intersections and because they put themselves in open areas away from the protesters, they exposed themselves to gunfire. So right after the shootout between police happened, Johnson ran back north on Lamar Street and he encountered Brent Thompson, who was a police officer along the way. A civilian recorded the encounter from his hotel balcony on Lamar Street. The video shows Johnson, who is clad head to toe in tactical clothing and armed with his AK, Uh, He is reloading his rifle and firing indiscriminately. And what he's trying to do is like your classic action movie cover fire. So just like a wide spray of bullets. So that way officers come towards where the gunfire is and then he can take more out. So when Officer Thompson approaches the corner where he's open fire, Johnson engages Thompson in a gunfight which forces Thompson to take cover behind a concrete pillar. And then Johnson is shooting on the other side of the pillar like a full-blown action movie. And then he charges to the other side to flank Thompson. And he shot Thompson multiple times, which one was right to the fucking head. And that's all on camera. There's a video online right now of... uh, Johnson shooting Officer Thompson in the head and blowing his brain up. I'm going to fire that up when I get home. Yeah, I'm just letting people know that they can if they want to. In the firefight, though, Johnson caught a couple of bullets. He tries to go into the college from Lamar Street, and he tried to get in by shooting out a glass door, but for some reason the glass wouldn't break. (laughs) It's not even bulletproof glass. I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, But he couldn't get inside the building. Uh, two office, two campus police officers. So they're real police officers, but, you know, essentially security guards because they're the campus police officers. But they are armed. Um, they're mm. near the doorway inside the building, and they respond to the gunshots. And he shoots them both through their bulletproof vests, one of them in the stomach, one of them in the shoulder. Johnson then makes his way to Elm Street, where he shot out a glass door and entered into the college without anybody seeing him. But... One of the campus police officers heard the shattered glass. His name was Corporal Brian Shaw. And he made his way through the building and uh, followed a trail of blood that, that uh, Johnson had left behind. And that lead, led to a stairwell. So he calls her back up. Another cop shows up. They enter the stairwell, and they see Johnson waiting for them, who opens fire from above. Very cool. Yeah, that's pretty... This is high action. Yeah. So this is like Steven Seagal. Kind of, shit. but he doesn't really use guns. He takes them away from people. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's an unarmed type of mercenary, you know? <laughs> There's no wrist locks going on. Uh, the, the cops ran away from that, and after that shootout, Johnson made his way along a mezzanine between the, the school's second floor dining area and the third floor library. But he came to a dead end of windows facing down onto Elm Street, so he shot the windows out just so he could shoot more cops. He hit Michael Smith, who was a cop standing in front of a 7-Eleven Classic, killing him instantly and shattering the 7-Eleven's front glass. At the time, cops were flooding into the college, they were sealing off escape routes and evacuating all the students and staff. Approaching Johnson on the second floor near the library, officers found him secured behind a corner, but he was shooting into thin air. Like he couldn't see anybody because he had walled himself in, but he was still plenty of ammo, wild open fire. Good strategy, I guess. Yeah. You don't want people to get close to you. You're kind of like a porcupine at that point. Sure. A bullet porcupine. (laughs) He was in an area filled with offices and the school's computer servers, but only two doors leading to where he was positioned in a hallway about 30 feet away, which kept him away from the SWAT team that was encroaching upon his position. He fired at least 200 rounds, and the SWAT team fired around 200 back, so 400 total gunshots were spent in that small, confined area. Yeah, that's a lot.
1: That's fucking insane.
0: It's like uh, the Boondock Saints. For real, yeah. You think one of those cops was like Willem Dafoe and secretly gay? <laughs> Could be. That's one of the coolest no. parts of any movie is when he tells that guy to get out of bed. Yeah. Calls him an f word for having sex with him. <laughs> yeah. That's that's cool. That's the one of the fucking wildest type of gays to be. Yeah. Where you hate gay people but you're still horny for them. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, man. Yeah. They like it too, dude. You can tell that guy's man. loving it. Uh, So that leads to a standoff, which, you know, like, it puts cops in a position to where they don't know if there's a hostage. They also don't want to directly engage this guy that's obviously trained in, in combat. It's going to be hard to get into a shootout. They're in a tight spot. It's a college campus. So they start negotiating. They want him to surrender. But he, Johnson, says that he will only speak to black cops, no white cops. Uh, He was already telling the cops that he acted alone. He was not part of any organization or group. And according to Chief Brown, Johnson appeared delusional during the standoff because he said shit like, uh, I mean, the, the chief said something like, we had negotiated with him for two hours and he basically lied to him. He was playing games, laughing, singing, which I wonder what he was singing, dude. And this is how we do it. <laughs> it's Friday night. The cops are stopping the protest for this Donald Trump guy. <laughs> they might just been doing it to really just scare the shit out of him, too. Because, I mean, he you know, killed a bunch of people. Singing, what, what was he singing, like corner or something then to scare him? Oh, man. Disturbed? Disturbed, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow! <laughs> <Those shoes people. laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and he was uh, asking the police officers how many did he get, and he kept telling them that he wanted to kill more if possible. And it took until about 2:30 a.m. when Chief Brown saw that there was no possibility of a peaceful resolution, so he had them send in a bomb disposal robot armed with one pound of C4. And what is crazy to me about this is the only other time that this tactic had been deployed on American soil was Christopher Dorner. Mm Yeah. Because they sent in a bomb disposal robot in reverse, a bomb disposal robot loaded with a bomb to kill Dorner because they didn't want to engage him in a gunfight. Yeah, I'm so glad I wasn't wearing my Christopher Dorner shirt when I got arrested, dude. Because I almost wore it. <laughs> oh, man. I would have got my
1: ass whooped, dude. I don't know. <laughs> that guy probably What's it say on say it? it. That he's it, like an American hero or some shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: You got the same one. What's it say on it? Uh, uh yeah, I think it's like RIP to an American hero, Christopher Dorner. Oh, at the front is like a LAPD oh, yeah. badge with bullet holes in it. Yeah. Very edgy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that cop would have been. But he probably wouldn't have even known who that he is. He probably would have been like, you can go home. <laughs> yeah, what if he was a Dorner guy, dude? <laughs> I hate him too, dude. I'm tired of this injustice towards black He just kills officers. all the cops around him and lets me go. That would have been sick. That would have been cool, dude. Yeah, you would have co-signed. Yeah. Would you have shot one if he handed you a pistol? Man, if he was going to kill me.
1: But, yeah. I mean, I would say that. Yeah, it, in took, it took them, what, like three or four days to gun down Dorner? He was a full week.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he like yeah he evaded pretty well, and then he went out to Big Bear, and he had been in like four different gunfights with them at various locations, and just kept getting away. And then he he went out to this cabin in Big Bear, and that's somebody one of his friends fucking snitched on him, which sucks. Oh, that sucks. Fuck. And they went out and found the cabin, and then yeah, instead of engaging him in a gunfight, they sent in a fucking the same thing uh, a bomb disposal droid droid. Star Wars Tactics. Yep. And blew him up. But yeah, so the whole plan was to move the robot to a point against the wall facing Johnson and then detonate the explosives. But when the robot got there, before they could even set it off, something happened that made the robot blow up, which uh, when that happened, it fucked the robot up, but luckily it killed Johnson immediately. So it was, like, the most intense episode of BattleBots ever, basically. I like that, (laughs) dude. You ever fucking watch BattleBots? Yeah, I have. Dude, that show is such a bummer (laughs) because you would look at the previews, and there would be, like, drills, flamethrowers, like, all Uh these crazy fucking robots, and then the one thing that just had a fucking wedge on it would destroy everybody.
1: Yep. Like, all it would do is get... Like, the little ramp and stuff on it with that... It yeah. comes to like a point. That's Everything all.
0: else sucked. So it's just these shitty yeah. remote control cars with a hammer for no reason. And all you had to do is just have the fucking wedge, dude. Ah. The flip? So this guy was like the wedge to police for a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They couldn't.
1: He He's was like wedge. the kill
0: Yeah. Yeah, kill was sick. Yeah. But dude, it's always. These guys always fuck their plans up. That's what always happens, dude. Yeah. You can never get away with it smooth. No. Never. R.I.P. to another fucking soldier of fortune. (laughs) (laughs) Nevin, you got any cool cum stories or strip club stories? That's a weird ask. What's that? I said, you got any cool cum stories or strip club stories? What's a cum story?
1: dude. (laughs) He's got a bunch. (laughs) I got some some pretty wild uh, titty bar stories, man. For a minute, like a month ago, I was working at one in Westerville. There's... They're still open around here. Oh, are right. down here too, man. I used to work in one.
0: It's yeah, yeah. They don't care. They don't give a fuck here.
1: No, and they have uh, they have plexi, so uh, <laughs> they're smashing their tits up against the plexiglass. Is pretty tight. That is pretty cool, man.
0: Oh, so you can't get like a lap dance. You got to get plexied on.
1: No, you can get a lap dance. Oh, okay, you, you can get you can get table dances, and we did a thing that if I mean if if they were willing. They they could get a private dance and stuff. So they were all
0: willing, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, a stripper would but, rather
0: have two hundred dollars.
1: We were checking temperatures and stuff at the door. It was pretty funny. <laughs> was yeah. anyone's temperature um,
0: sixty
1: nine? Yeah, I got some wild ones, man. Uh, the first tour we went on, we went to a pretty badass spot in uh, Baltimore, and it was our drummer's. Um, First time at a titty bar. And I don't want to rat him out, dude, because his girlfriend got so pissed. Oh, yeah. and he's still with her. But uh <laughs> we went we went to one in Vegas. Um, oh, you just skipped the whole story? Death. Dude, that guy ruins <laughs> every story. When we
0: when we did an episode with him, he had a hilarious story it was like, you gotta take that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why does this yeah. guy hate fun, dude? <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this one though, dude. When we uh Hold on, you still there? Yeah. When uh <laughs> Don't worry about when we uh, were in Vegas, we took uh, one of the dudes from Creeping Death. His name's Reese, the singer. And I talked to like one of this guy. This guy in a sports coat. He was offering like a limo ride and shit like that. We ended up getting bottle service and going to this like really high end like titty bar, and um. We're uh we're telling these girls that we played a sold out house of blues, <laughs> even though we actually ended up playing like a fucking American Legion like BFW. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So they're eating out of the palms of our hands and
0: you should have told me you played in corn, dude. They would have never known.
1: Oh dude. Dude, I would I was I was making up all kinds of shit and they were they were loving every bit of it. Yeah, and hey, they're I'm just swarming these. us. <laughs> and um our our merch dude he held our pocketbook because he didn't want us to go crazy because the last time we went before that we ended up spending like a little over two grand
2: oh,
1: and uh did he yeah. come? Who came? and uh what he didn't remember is that we had access to our paypal <laughs> <laughs> so we were just making routes to the fucking ATM every now and then and um it was funny, dude. By by the end of it, I think we spent close to 5 grand. And Whoa. Uh, it was it, it was a lot of stuff happened. I don't, yeah. I don't wanna Oh yeah, I know. No, 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 no. Dude, hard. you got
0: to you gotta uh, have to a lot of stuff but, dude. You can't just fucking skate on it, dude. <laughs> we'll we'll, 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 dude, pretend we'll pretend dude, your drummer is not even alive. <laughs> you, can, you don't have to name, names, dude. We know this guy's we know this guy's dude, hornies.
1: <laughs> and Cody Cody's like mad because he ran out of money and he's like trying to talk to all of us. And we all got, to, we all, we all got our face in a pair of tits. Yeah. And Cody's like, he's like, Hey man, like I need to talk to you. I'm like, dude, get lost. Like <laughs> you're yeah. this for me. Yeah. You know? We're trying to get a free motorboat. And, uh, our, our basis Steve at the time comes up and he was like, he's like, dude, I he's like, I'll, I'll just drive there. I need a shower and smell good. And I was like, who gives a fuck? But, uh, he comes out like after the fact and I guess the, the chick at the door was like, Oh, are you with the band? And he's like, Oh god. <laughs> and we're like, dude, like our faces are like fucking ear deep and some ash cheeks. Yeah. And we're just going nuts. Like by the time he comes in. Did you look at did, uh, did you look your butthole? Did you By the hole? end of it, we found out <laughs> Steve just looks at his phone and he's like, dude, we spit just a little over five grand there. And everyone's looking pissed except me and Cameron. We're just like <laughs> <laughs> just dying, dude. Uh, yeah. it was a great time, man. Did you look and, at Girls uh, Butthole, dude? Yeah, I always had a blast there. When we were in Baltimore, we went to one, I, we took Cody to like his first uh first trip club. And um we're the only white with only white dudes there. It that's the good ones, dude. Oh yeah, the best ones. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh these this girl just like takes me and me and Cameron by our hands. And she's got the biggest ass I've ever seen and walks us to the bar and she just sits on top of the bar and we have our drinks. And she's just like, you boys want to see my pussy like that? And we're like, fuck yes. You know <laughs> like? And, uh, Cody, as soon as Cody got there, dude, he's got like really bad stomach problems. We think he has like Crohn's or something. And he's like, he's like, I gotta take a shit. And he comes back and we haven't even put any money out. And these two chicks are like making out with each other, feeling each other up. And Cody just goes, dude, fuck yeah. Trip clubs rule like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it, was pro- it was probably open for like another 20 minutes. And everyone's making jokes the whole time. Like you guys are the only white dudes we've ever seen in here. And we're just like, yeah, it was like – we're on tour you know we're trying to find uh i'm fieldy right we're trying we're <laughs> trying to find where the party's at like is there any after hour spots or something like that and this dude the whole reason why everyone was there they were here for this dude's birthday who's a rapper and he's like he's like let me get your number i'll drop a pen and we went to this fucking after hour spot in baltimore and they were selling us booze out of fucking two-liter, like, Vernon's and Coca-Cola bottles and shit like that. <laughs> they were giving us blunt wraps. Yeah, We get there, dude. It's asses to elbows packed. Still the only white people there. And they're fucking battle rapping and shit, dude. It was sick, dude. That's, that's a good time, man. Did you jump in the mix? <laughs> yeah. It just Yo, yo, yo. You know? <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> Book, but, yeah. um, it'd be
0: funny if you got yeah, wrapped I mean, up sick. in experience. The they they'd
1: play music. There was chicks like grinding on us and stuff. Uh, it's a hell of a time, man. We all we have some stories that that hold up on tour, they're pretty fucking wild. Every time, every time, every time I've we've gone to Baltimore, we get into some kind of shit. It's, it's a very
0: scuzzy place. Yeah, what's that? It's a very scuzzy place. So that makes sense.
1: I can't hear you, man. The audio's like lagging. Back. I can hear you now. It's a very yeah.
0: scuzzy place.
1: What's that? Whoa. Baltimore is scuzzy. Yeah, Baltimore. It's. Scuzzy. We went to like a <laughs> hustlers' club, and then I can't remember what the second club was called, but we we saw like we saw a bunch of dudes. They were smoking outside, and we we're like, "What's the best Teddy bar in Baltimore?" He's like, "Right there." And uh, the magic happened after that. It was sick.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, we went to a black strip club one time in Houston. Uh-huh. And it was like we can't, we went in, and the first thing I noticed, number one, there was a buffet in the back. But it wasn't like <laughs> – uh, it wasn't like – you know how buffets have, like, the whole setup where there's, like, heat lamps above them and then all the steam trays? It wasn't – it was like an improvised buffet. So there was just, like, chips – Hamburger meat, nacho cheese, like a build-your-own-nacho bar, and then like egg rolls. But of course, I can tell you everything that was there because that's where I was at. (laughs) But then you would notice that like everyone stripping on stage was just wearing bikinis. Like no one was naked in the place. It was right across from a Dave and Buster's. And so girls started coming up. We're the only, for sure, the only white people they've ever seen in here. So they start coming up to us and they're like, Yo, y'all wanna go into the VIP room? And I will not name two members of our squad much like you did, except one of them was Buddy. And they took him back to the room, right? (laughs) So you had to pay, what was it, like forty bucks to go to VIP? It was twenty to go in and then it was Hold on, don't blow it. It was twenty to go into the VIP room. So Buddy comes back in like five minutes and he was like, This is a brothel. He was like, I went back there, I gave her 20 bucks, and she stirred my dick. Yeah. Did she grabbed my shit and stirred my shit like tea, man. And our other friend, who, again, nameless, came back like 20 minutes after that, and it's like, we have to get out of here right now. Yeah. And, yeah, so he was like, yeah, so we started fucking, and I gave her 100 bucks. And then she was like, for 20 more, you can put it in my ass. And I was like, "Did you?" And he was like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> <laughs> but the nachos were sick, dude. I put egg rolls. I took, I made. I took egg rolls and I put nacho cheese and ground beef on them.
1: I, I and everyone
0: made. looked at me like I had a fucking problem, but yeah. I did not. I had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same night I barfed like a fucking two gallon projectile puka for loco. Oh, he drank four four locos, dude. The old school ones. Damn! Yeah, he's a true hero to America. Yeah, I popped over myself and laid in some bushes, and I was like, "Boys, just leave me here." But we ended up going. <laughs> yeah, we went to the tip bar. <laughs> well, shit, dude, this was a uh, sick episode. Why don't you tell everybody about the album coming out, where they can buy your merchandise? And uh oh, for sure. Obviously, we want everyone that <laughs> listens to us to. If they don't listen to you, which I assume they do, to uh, do it and also buy your shit,
1: <laughs> more importantly. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, our first full length album, "Tortured Hole," it's gonna be out on March 26. Um, I'm sure you guys have jammed it already. I, s- I think I sent it to Buddy like a uh, yeah, oh yeah, few months ago. Yeah, I was able yeah. to snag a copy of the LP, luckily. So Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You get uh, pre orders. Uh, They've already sold out. We're about to do uh, on the vinyl and everything. You can still uh, pre-order the CDs online. Uh, we're also doing a tape release. I think it's going to be limited to about three to five hundred copies of that. Um, we have distribution through Sony, so they'll uh, they'll have it everywhere, like Fye on the shelves and stuff like that too. I think there's some tar- like, I think you could even find it at Target, which is sick. Oh, yeah. Um, so you go to Target, you can buy a CD that has a song called Dick Filet on it. And, uh... <laughs> it's uh, nine brand new songs that aren't on the EP. Uh, we also have two interludes that are like John Carpenter, 80s horror synth-esque like type shit awesome. in it as well. Um, yeah, we have merch that we drop through Holy Mountain uh, for our US and uh, through our European store on Evil Greed. And, uh... Yeah, man, it's been hard at work fucking uh, working on completing this album. And it's sick, man. We did the same thing that we did uh, when we recorded the EP. We recorded everything out of Cody's basement. so That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds um,
0: amazing, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds massive over there. Um, It's a little weird. You know, there's some parts where uh, I do more of like a wet guttural uh sound on my vocals but there's uh there's a music video that we're gonna drop within like the next two weeks um where there's a song that's like it, it it sounds like it could have been on pornographic seizures so everything's like a little bit different and uh all i can say is like i hope that we tour and stuff on it we have so far um a tour solidated in October of this year, if everything is good to go, Fauci said something about the fall. So
0: I think it'll be sorted of out.
1: Yeah, right. And we're uh, we're twiddling with our thumbs on that. But uh, if that tour does go through, you might see us with devourment.
0: Woo. Woo, buddy! Call the
1: cops. And there's an Arkansas date.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, man, so we'll we'll be. You stoked. guys are on the guest list for sure. Hell oh, we'll yeah, be man. stoked to link up, dude.
0: We'll have to do. We'll have to make Devourment do shot ones with everybody.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll do them with them. That'll be sick. Course, We've been talking so, to them yeah. a lot, so fuck yeah. yeah. Well, dude, yeah, you guys are that comes together.
0: I oh, man, God, please. Uh, you guys are one of our fucking favorite bands for sure. I think everyone that listens probably already listens to you guys, but yeah, if you don't, man, you gotta go get all their shit, everything available um yeah they rule they're the the to me the the best current death metal band so yeah get out there buy what you can uh if they do get a tour you have to go or you can't listen anymore your band but uh good to talk to you Devin. man thanks for hanging out with us oh man always a pleasure good seeing you guys yes all right well hopefully we see you in the flesh soon though